0: Alright guys, welcome back to the Short Story Long Podcast where we share the work and play of working class Midwestern millennials. I'm your host Sam Derrickson, joined by my co-host Andrew Dial. What's up guys? And a very special guest host, Mrs. Laren Dial. Say hello Laren.
1: Hello everybody.
0: So um, we have finally nailed down some questions that we're going to ask each of our guests. And so you're our guinea pig for our first ever official short story long guest questionnaire so before we get into that um do you have anything
2: that you need to share feedback wise i mean i guess we should probably just introduce her Laren is my wife and uh we've been wanting to get her on the show just for different points of view and stuff so she works with me at both of our businesses and we have two beautiful children together and She's here, so that's some background for people that don't know her.
0: Okay. Um, So, only feedback I had this week was uh, Nate Frederick mailed in, and he said, on the podcast, we asked, we talked about stuff to bring along. Uh, I said dykes in the tool. Yeah. uh, The the tool bag. And he said, you cannot call them dykes anymore. They are alternative lifestyle pliers, (laughs) just FYI. (laughs) So, thank you for clearing that up, Nate appreciate it john
2: Flowers' feedback was uh was something we should touch on as well
0: so i got that i have the screenshot of the message here so he said thanks for the honorable mention p.s i'm from marshall illinois not california I just happened to be living out here i may have missed it but did anybody say fire extinguisher we did not did
2: not but i do bring one so in my jeep
0: Um, and in a Polaris side-by-side, a fire extinguisher is a must-have because they are known to catch on fire. Uh, so yeah, so make sure you have fire extinguisher. And he says he likes a jump box idea. I think I had an alternator give out some one time giving somebody a jump. Um, and then he said, I also noticed there was no JB weld steel stick or duct tape or adjustable link belt. I just assume you guys are wheeling a lot better shit than I am.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I never thought about that but I guess uh it wouldn't take up much room.
0: Um so yeah, I had another uh buddy reach out on the as far as like my first aid kit and stuff and he's like kind of a survivalist and he does like backpacking and he does a lot more off the grid type stuff than us and he was talking about he has like a life straw which is that okay. you can drink like pond water and it filters it for you and he said I should wrap like 10 foot of duct tape around my BIC lighter because you can just unravel it and oh, use that it. Oh, makes sense. And then he also carries, um, I can't remember what he called it, but it's the, like the fuel source for the MREs. And he said that makes excellent fire starter. And he's, he said, uh, if anybody is going to unalive me out there, I want it to be me. So. Okay. <laughs> so he, he's, he's well-prepared. So he said to get with him to get a legitimate first aid and survival kit. So. Um, yeah. And then, uh, Brandon Yoakum said he brings toilet paper and we don't bring any toilet paper. That might be a handy thing to have. I think Peyton tends to keep some toilet paper just cause she's a girl and she needs that. So I feel
2: like we threw a roll in mm-hmm. the Jeep. Yeah. We did whenever we trim. took the kids cause we don't prepare much for these uh, podcasts. So the, the, the list are just kind of off the top of our head, honestly.
0: So anyway, um, to our questions, uh, miss Laren Uh, The first one is, how do you know us being Sam and Dozer? And that's kind of a given. Obviously, you're married to Dozer.
1: That is true. I will claim him, I guess. I guess, huh? I guess.
0: Okay. Uh, We can just kind of skip over that one. That's kind of a given. Uh, your occupation, Dozer already said that you work in the business with him. You want to elaborate a little bit on that?
1: Uh, yeah, I run it. No,
2: (laughs) (laughs) basically.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, yeah, I, we, we pair well together, I guess. I mean, he does stuff that I don't want to do and I do stuff that he's not good at. So that's basically how we roll in both businesses. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Um, hobbies. What are your hobbies?
1: Uh, working. I don't really have hobbies. I work too much.
2: I have too many hobbies for her to have hobbies. I
1: can't afford. I just chickens I are like, her hobbies. Chickens. I just like piggyback on his hobbies. I just like go along and like. Yeah, I might try hunting. Yeah, I might. Like, let's do this road trip, you know. Go down to Tennessee. Do this. Oh, She's drag one, racing. Sure, let's do that too. She like, packs I just, the snacks for my hobbies. Yeah, snack packer.
0: Snack packer. That's <laughs> my hobby. That's I guess. You should embroider <laughs> a hoodie with that on it. She
2: hasn't deer hunted for a few years, and I was looking for some deer slugs, so I went through her deer hunting book bag she like brought out in the woods and uh, it's just completely full of candy <laughs> the essentials okay
1: that's the essentials maybe that's not,
0: yeah. no no 20 gauge deer slugs no there was oh there it was it was. okay yeah, okay a couple boxes okay um fair enough so then question four what was your first car
1: we were, uh, Dozer and I were talking about this on the way over. I think it is a 96 Chevy Cavalier that was initially black that I bought from my sister-in-law. Okay. And it had like the clear coat coming off of the hood. Absolutely. And the top of the car. So I'd always wanted a two-door yellow Cavalier. So my dad. Which
0: goals, by the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I was 15 when I bought it. Um. <laughs> Which was like $300, I think. So, my dad said he would paint it.
2: No, that's not what happened. Your dad wrecked it. <clears throat> what? He wrecked it. He put it in the ditch and messed up a front fender.
1: I don't remember that. But I just always remember I wanted a two-door yellow Cavalier. And I got a black one. By chance, my sister-in-law had it. And dad painted it yellow for me.
2: Because he wrecked it.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: Okay, so but it wasn't Cavalier yellow; it was macaroni and cheese yellow. It was unique. Okay, but it was the only yellow four door out there. That's right. Okay, Everybody and I remember jealous. it had the two four in it instead of the two, two. Mm-hmm. And it had some power. It did. I, it, I it drag raced
1: it a couple of times. It was nice. Like
2: for powder puff and stuff,
0: like at Coles County Drag Race. Yeah. Raced it? Oh Dang. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Reckless
3: back in the day.
0: Gee, getting wild. Getting oh, wild. Yeah. Um, so then, question five, piggybacking off of that, what got you into cars?
1: Um, starts with a D, ends with an Ozer.
2: Well, I mean, you're. I was had yeah, cars and stuff.
1: I was into cars, like, before I knew like Dozer. You, you wanted, I wanted a
2: Mustang before you knew me. Well,
1: and I wanted a junior drag race that way back in the day because of, oh. Um, Erica Anders. Yes. Yes.
3: Okay, so. she's a listener. Not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tiger in this guy's, uh, No, it was, I mean, I guess I'd always had, I wasn't a gearhead per se, but just like with dad having his car and then Dozer came along and just kind of put fuel on the fire, I guess.
0: So one of my favorite things, like little stories, Dozer told it on the podcast. After you guys broke up in high school, he still came to your house Oh yeah, and worked on the Nova with Jerry. Mm-hmm. So your dad's been into cars his whole life. Probably for a yeah. long time.
1: Yeah, my dad comes from a family that uh, was really into baseball. I've got uh, four, three uncles, and um, one was in the majors for a while, Major League Baseball. The other one was in the minors for years and years, and one, uh, the youngest brother, actually was going to be in the minors, but got diagnosed with leukemia.
3: Okay.
1: So he, anyway, my dad was sick of playing baseball with his brother, so he was the brother that got into cars and racing and
2: he told me that Laren's grandpa liked to go to cattle shows so they went up to the state fair to a cattle show because her grandpa was a cow farmer and just liked to go watch the cows okay and they were walking to the show and they were running dirt track and jerry's like what's that noise and he said he jumped up on the fence and they were just hauling around that dirt track he's been hooked ever since and how old was he when he did that
1: never heard that
2: story well maybe if you visited with your father more (laughs) oh okay i don't know i mean eight nine ten years old and he was young okay so he's in the cars ever since
0: just got the fever yes okay okay um, so then question six, what is your favorite car Ooh, I, I don't that even know you this. have I've ever <sighs> owned? See, this is, we're, we're bringing people together on this show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, was, I was like, you're about like to meet
2: her for the first time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends the practical car or like the sexiest car. Cause of the practical car time. is going to be my 2012 Chrysler town and country. Shout out to all the moms out there. But, no, my favorite car that I've had is my 07 Mustang. 06. 06? 07. Anyway, it was only a V6, but it, it was cool. I had it was sporty. It. The yeah, pony I mean, I got it in 2009, so it was, like, relatively new.
0: As fast as a 96 XJ.
1: And a 92 Cavalier.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. It was well, I remember for Christmas one year, so her car had the pony package. So it was a V6, but it looked like it was a V8, like with the side skirts and okay, whatever yeah, yeah. else. Not and like a
0: GT, but like had the, 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 like the body fog. kit yeah, type yeah. stuff. Yeah, the fog okay.
1: headlights and stuff like that.
2: And it was like above your base V6 Mustang. Right. And I bought her G- V8, factory V8 mufflers. Okay. So the fact the V8 cars are dual exhaust so her dad had a car lift and i went and visited her over a christmas break i was like we're making this dual exhaust and i remember i cut the exhaust off of it and i was like we gotta drive this first we were romping <laughs> up and down the road in front of her parents house just down in marshfield pipe. Yeah, was, oh so The yeah. was straight piped as could be that's and, awesome <laughs> uh, uh, i got the dual exhaust finished on it and it sounded terrible Okay. absolutely horrible so it's like we've got to like put an h-pipe or something in here and i put an h-pipe in it It was like totally different like smoothed it out it was way less ricey hmm. so that's
0: that's interesting
1: and i say on my own accord but i think we were broken up because it was the summer after my senior year of high school i thought i was gonna be so cool and paint my calipers pink
2: oh i know girl super fancy totally custom yes
0: yes, yes. Spray paint Custom with and a K. K. Oh, Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, all right. Then brings us to question seven. What is your dream car? And I used to put stipulations on this in the past. And because like Dozer said his was like a freaking Dodge Cummins truck, like a new Cummins right. tow, tow vehicle. And I was like, that's lame. But if you want a brand new Chrysler Pacifica, I'm not even going to throw any shade.
1: I mean, they are... I mean, in my opinion, the sexiest mom car. But if my kid, whenever my kids are grown and out of the house and I don't have to worry about them opening the door and dinging somebody else's door. like The sliding doors are the the key thing when having kids. Um, Once they're old enough to, I guess, realize not to ding doors, I would take a white Grand Cherokee, black wheels, and, uh, I mean, that's, I don't, I mean, I guess whatever. <laughs>
2: you probably need, like, leather and heated seats. He
1: Oh, heated seats. Because we did have a Grand Cherokee before we had the mini and it had heated seats, and it was amazing. And now I have leather seats without heat. and Oh, it's,
0: and it's cold out. And Ooh. I
1: wear leggings a lot, and your, your butt gets cold, and it's just unnecessary.
0: So, safe to say, your dream vehicle is parked in my driveway yes, right now. Yes,
1: yes. As soon as we drove by, whenever you picked that up, he was like, look at Sam's new Jeep. I was like... What?
2: She was she was drooling. I
1: was like, yeah,
2: okay. I, I one hauled, day, one day. I hauled
0: the razor to CW in that thing mm-hmm. this weekend. It's awesome. The air suspension, the heated seats, heated steering wheel. Ooh, it still runs. Yeah.
2: runs on seven cylinders. It runs
0: on seven cylinders. Ah, so Hemi, that's all you need. That's right. I actually pulled really good, and uh, tow haul made a huge difference too. It was kind of really sluggish and stuff, but I turned tow haul on, much much to my dismay. And it, I don't know if it changed the way the line pressure or some in the transmission, but it stopped slipping the tranny and it, it took off and, and ran real good. But minus, you know, one cylinder being down. But when you unplug that fuel injector, it gets great gas mileage. I love it. It's getting like 22 miles a gallon run on <laughs> seven cylinder. I would leave it,
2: honestly. <laughs> How long can you drive it?
0: I, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what, what's what could go wrong? The worst case scenario is the core engine that you need that's in it might throw a rod or something, but I don't see that's why. A risk
2: I'm willing to take.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I've got that Hemi in the garage, about ready to go back together. I need to just need to just do it. So, uh, so last question on the questionnaire: What is your favorite car story and/or memory?
1: Well, I don't. I mean, we were talking about this on the way over of different scenarios and like i don't really think anything sticks out in my mind and then dozer reminded me of the benton trip that we took we had a 65 mustang Mm -hmm. that we drove down there to Mm -hmm. the benton drag strip and Mm -hmm. we were going to race it and we didn't quite get there and i think it started having whatever problem and i was sitting in the i got dressed up i was cute it was summer i was doing cute had my little booty shorts on and sitting in the back of this you know vintage car car. yeah Yeah. this vintage car i'm like oh i'm gonna look so cute AC didn't work or didn't have AC. Didn't have any. No so such thing. the AC was the two windows down, and I'm in the back seat. So I had an Who un... Who was in
3: the front? Jason. No. Jason was. <laughs> so I
1: had the unsexy version of a blowout job for, you know, like some girls go to the salon and get this beautiful hair blown out type deal. Mm-hmm. And like mine was just like rats. And I'm just sitting back there. And mind you, I'm 5'10", in the back of this two-door car. Like, it's not the most comfortable thing anyway. So I'm, like, sweating. There's, like, sweat going down the back of my legs. And it was just... It
2: had black vinyl seats in it. In the it was of terrible.
1: Yeah. And, then, and like, headers. We didn't even get to the drag strip. Like, we didn't even we go got, race
2: it. We got south of, uh, like, Rin Lake down there. Yep. And slipped a tire, slipped a belt in the front tire. Ooh. And... Through my infinite wisdom, I did bring a spare tire from a Jeep Cherokee, the donut, the donut, and bolted it on. And we took, we just decided like they're not going to let us run down the drag strip with on a, a donut. donut, yeah. So we turned around and headed home, taking 37 the highway instead of the interstate. Just drove 50, 55, and it started getting dark. And this car was pretty new to us at this point. It started yeah. getting dark, pulled the headlight switch out, no headlights. Ooh. So we pulled over in a, um, I feel like it might have been getting hot too, I don't a know. A gas
1: station of some we sort. We pulled
2: into a gas station in Mount Vernon, and me and Jason scotch-locked wiring to, straight to the battery to get the headlights working, and we drove home with the batteries scotch-locked, you know, direct power to the headlights, and, and Jason hasn't stopped talking about it since. Whatever gets That's you home. coolest thing he's ever done in his life
0: uh probably safe to say (laughs) okay so 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 forgive me for asking why is that your what what makes it your favorite car story
1: my most memorable
0: okay that's fair that's fair
2: yeah she also went on the new year's day trip so
0: that puts it into perspective (laughs) fair enough Uh,
1: it's It's just come up with it's a memory i don't know if it'd be like
0: it's a vivid memory
1: i would want to go back and do that no hell no i don't want to go back and do that that sucked
2: Sweaty other, leather the middle other, of the summer. My other memory that was just funny with Laren was there when I sold my Dodge Dart over in St. Louis. Remember I had it on like stilts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. We towed it over there and Laren went um, my mom went and Laren went and you guys went and looked at uh, well, wedding dresses or something. It was I don't a know if, fitting. It was oh. I
1: had it picked out, a fitting. Your mom hadn't seen my dress yet.
2: And I think maybe your mom and dad came up and hmm. anyway. So they tried on wedding dresses. I couldn't be there because, you know.
0: Not allowed to see the bride. I'm not allowed yep. to see
2: the bride. So I went and sold a car while they were doing that. I went like downtown by Bush Stadium and dropped her off at this this bridal thing pulling a Dodge Dart <laughs> on stilts. With, with Bart. With, with Bart. my dad's nice. truck. So yeah, we got all that done and we were headed home. And <laughs> my mom was riding with us. And we're just driving, and all of a sudden, my mom just lets out a blood-curling scream. Oh, my God, the trailer! And we're like, what, what, what? She's like, it's gone! Well, so it wasn't. It was behind yeah. us, but you just couldn't see it, you know, past the tailgate.
0: Because the car was off of it at oh, that yeah, point. Yeah,
2: we didn't have the car at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and me and and laugh about I was, that.
1: I think I was driving, and she goes, oh, the trailer! Like,
0: and ooh, Me,
2: me okay, and Larry laugh bye. about that. once every two months, probably. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Well, that wraps it up for the questionnaire. Uh, Tonight's episode, since we have you on, is all about what it's like being married to a car guy.
1: Can we rephrase that to a gearhead? Because I feel like not only does he do cars, there's tractors, there's, um guns. Guns, there I mean, I don't even G there's hunting. all of it. Yeah. I mean I guess
2: a guy with head. some
1: serious A D D hobbies like let's, I like this. No, I don't like this. I'm gonna do this now. Wait, no. Let's do this.
0: So I guess the purpose of this episode is is for the, the male audience to gain some insight into how the female brain processes all the stupid shit that we do. Um because honestly, A girl who is in a relationship with, as you say, a gearhead, honestly has to put up with a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I guess we didn't really prepare well enough for this. Good Um,
2: enough, but we can probably come up with stuff
0: for for some different questions. But I guess my biggest question would be: at at what point do do you flip the switch from working? Or, or being against the hobby or whatever to, like you said, you, you piggyback onto dozers. Like what what flipped the switch for you personally in like being on board with the shenanigans, I guess?
1: Well, I don't know if they do say that there is a, like a switch flipped, but like I, my biggest thing is whenever he wheels and deals, no matter what it is, just because I come from kind of a gearhead, Um, family at least being around my dad and understanding like oh we're gonna stop by this parts store or we're gonna go to this swap meet or something like I I got all of that but being a part of it and like seeing my own money run out the door to oh yeah by the way I'm going to St. Louis to buy a car today like oh okay like that's cool like but the thing as you know I trust Dozer fully like I don't I'm not worried that he's gonna find a bad deal, he's a pretty educated guy, I guess. Okay. So, I mean, I don't
2: know. And it wasn't always like that. I mean, before, when we first got married, like, oh, you don't need to be doing that. Like, you don't need to buy that and flip it. Like, what if we lose money and all this? And Mm -hmm. it just came after... Doing it a couple times, she's like, Oh, okay, it'll
0: be Prove, proven that you yeah. kind of had an idea of what was going yeah. on.
2: And I would say the big turning point was in 19 when she was staying home with the kids. When I was, we were literally paying bills at the house from money I got from buying and selling tractors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's when it kind of opened your eyes that this wasn't just a game, this is actually something right. that's lucrative, or
1: right? Because as a woman, I only, I mean whenever I said I had my hobbies were just like working basically and like being the snack queen. Um, You know, women don't have hobbies that are you go and buy something for $10,000 and you go running up the side of a mountain and you turn around, put two parts on it and you sell it for 20 grand. Like that just doesn't happen. At least I'm not aware of it. If ladies, you're listening to this and you have something that's like that, please share it with me. But I haven't found anything that is that like Sustainable, I guess. You know, you buy something and it continues to hold its value, for the most part. I feel like he's never lost his butt on anything.
0: Well, that's that's maybe not in, like insanely, but
2: I've never lost my butt on something I purposely bought to make money on. That's How fair. About
0: that? That's fair. That's that is s- something that you bought with the intention of flipping to make money. You've not ever lost your ass right. on. Right.
2: Okay. I might break even, but
0: right, never, never, like. Like you said, like the anxiety of like, you're taking $10,000 out of the account to go do what? Mm -hmm. And And it wasn't
1: like a, hey, can I? It's, oh, FYI. We're doing this. uh, At first I was just kind of like, oh, no, what are we going to do with this? And it's like, wait, what? Where are you going? Oh, okay. Like that happens after 10 years of marriage and 10 years of that happening. I told
2: the story about. I went and bought a car or something. You're like, you've got to really run this past me first. I was like, well, I was going to do it no matter what you said. And you're just like, well, I just want to know. So I don't come home to a car in the driveway. I just want a heads up. But I mean, when, before we got married, when we were dating, she went jeeping with us and we went drag racing with her dad. And like, I would say there was never a time where, she was ever against it there's been other times she's been more worried about it than she is now i guess there's That's more fair. times
1: where i was more enthusiastic about it now and now i'm just kind of you know with, we've got two kids and two businesses i'm just you know not to the point of like i just have the need to go drag racing or i have the need to go wheeling or anything like that it's just kind of
0: you're a mom and you have priorities now
1: yes like as i told dozer on that tennessee trip like it was a trip it wasn't a vacation you know as moms out there know like if you go with your kids which we have a five and a four-year-old that's not a vacation because you still you never take off that mom hat Mm. as soon as you take off that mom hat then it becomes a vacation and it's fun time
0: so uh, it's funny you should say that because i get shit from amanda all the time because like that we went and had the meeting for the KOH trip. And when I go out to California, it's a week straight of just running ragged, like very little sleep working on stuff. And I call it a vacation. I'm not at work. I'm still, you know, doing stuff on my work computer, but I'm out having a good time with my buddies and, you know, doing something that I consider fun. And in her opinion, that's not a vacation. A vacation is doing absolutely nothing on a beach with a drink in your hand, which is a vacation. Mm-hmm. But...
2: I mean, we're in the sand with a drink in our hand.
0: <laughs> that, well, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, like, that's... Like, she enjoys going side-by-side with me. But to her, it's like, it's not a vacation. She's like, we're, we're doing this. that We're doing this thing. But we're not on vacation. Take me to the beach, basically. Or, or somewhere out of town where it's, you know, hotel drinks and food and everything else. So I I can see where having kids in the situation adds like a whole nother layer of complexity. So
2: Well, my cousin Greg, uh, they have three kids, and his wife is who kind of coined the thing. She's like, this isn't vacation, this is a trip.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: we're going on a trip, this I is not think, vacation.
1: I think that the kids, you know, in... Five, even just five years, four or five years, they're going to be old enough where I don't have to, you know, continue to hound them. I'm like, okay, we got to put our shoes on, we got to get out the door, we got to, you know,
2: you have to go potty? Like, on a five-year-old, s- than putting shoes and pants on, it's yeah. like
0: it's like pulling teeth. Huh? Yeah,
2: so so I have about, to put pants on every day. <laughs>
1: yeah, in about five years, I feel like they would become more vacation-like than trips.
0: Okay, so let's 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 expand on that. What do you feel as a mother, you've got a son who's five years old. What, what do you foresee in his future being raised by a gearhead?
1: Um, I feel like there's going to be lots of different adventures to go buy stuff for him or with him. Um, I'm hoping that he keeps the attention on something. I feel like he's, which granted he's five, but I feel like he thinks something's cool for like a day or two and then he's on to the next thing, which actually, now I say that out loud, might just be hereditary because his <laughs> dad is the same way. <laughs> like, let's do this Jeep trip. Okay, get home. I don't want to do anything with my Jeep. Let's sell it. Like, wh- what? We were just
0: having a good an time in the Falcon. Let's get this put for sale. Yeah. Time to work on the Falcon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just
1: hope that he has fun and he gets his you know, he gets to learn skills and if he doesn't have the skills he figures it out. That's probably my best thing that I hope that being raised by gearheaded just makes you problem solve.
2: Uh, yeah, that's that's the big thing too is problem solving. Like he
1: just like you, dozer like, Oh, I don't really know how to do this, but guess what? There's YouTube. I'm mm-hmm. gonna figure it out.
0: So does he help in the garage and stuff?
1: oh uh,
2: i would say at this point emma is more interested okay emma especially with laren's dad loves going out there she's hanging out papa jerry and sitting in the race car wyatt he's off doing nerf guns he wants to watch tv i turned uh mud trucks on like mega trucks going through mud puddles and stuff last night or two nights ago Wyatt's like oh it's so boring and emma was like Focused. Okay. And Emma's so competitive. I could see her getting in, like, junior dragsters Mm -hmm. hardcore. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Emma's a little bit more like. like like, swinging fist. Yeah. Okay. Emma's a little bit more like me as far as, like, the competitiveness because I feel like Dozer's not really that competitive. Like, he's like. I would agree. uh, I would agree. You know, and me, I'm like, I'm out for blood. Okay. You know, And, and then Wyatt's also kind of like me because if I'm not good at something the first couple times I do it, I'm done. Not interested. I'm over it. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of where Dozer and I are like, yep, oh, yep, there I am, like in our children, like yep, that's that's me. He's over mm. there like beating something with a hammer, like oh, and he's frustrated. Okay, that's that's layering right there. <laughs> so
2: it's, for for other car guys out there whose wives are not as supportive, and, and I would say you're supportive, but you know you also just kind of deal with it. Mm-hmm. I would say it's in between supportive and just tolerating it. But if if other guys, what's something a guy can do or not do to make it easier on his wife to be on board with the gearhead stuff?
1: I mean, I think just showing them, like whenever we went to a local dealership in town had a car night. I mean, just going and just, it's not just riding in a car from, place to place that's there's socialization in between you know and I guess just quality time together like as much as like I don't get my knuckles dirty for the most part whenever you're wrenching on the jeep like I'll help like hold something but I'm like oh hey honey I think it's gonna we should probably do this like I don't think like that I don't know a whole lot about cars um but I think just if your love language is quality time like you might as well just be in the shop watching them bang his knuckles around on something.
0: That's fair. Okay.
2: So include her if she wants to be included.
0: And if she doesn't? <laughs>
2: no, I, don't.
3: There's
0: no <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. Choose somebody else. Oh,
2: shit.
1: I mean, Dozer and I have just meshed well together, and I don't know. It's just... I guess I've never had... It. I guess I've never even dated somebody that, like, wasn't somewhat into vehicles, so...
0: So it's kind of like in your DNA a little bit,
2: I guess.
1: I think, I don't know, I guess.
2: Well, they say every, every girl wants to marry a guy like her dad. So if her dad was into cards and mm-hmm. maybe that's just what she'd jackpot for, I
0: guess, I guess again, not having really an opinion on this, but I would say just to expand on that, uh, just ask, you know, ask, ask your significant other. What, about my hobby or whatever do you like and what do you dislike and then you can go from there and you know well I like the beer drinking mm-hmm. with your buddies like okay we'll do more of that or I really don't like being in a 100 degree car in the middle of the summer like okay we'll do more spring and fall or, or whatever just try to include your significant other in the decision making process as far as you know what? What about my hobby can I expand on to make you have a better time? And I think that would probably help a lot of guys get their significant other on board.
2: And I would guess the biggest rub is time and money usage, right, mm-hmm. on the hobby. Yeah. Like nobody's like, oh, you know, I hate that they're doing car stuff and like jealous, you know, or whatever. Like I'm, it's like <clears throat> if. The time and money usage wasn't an issue. I don't really see too much of a negative. I guess people could think, you know, like racing is dangerous or something. They could not like the car stuff because of the danger of it, but it's probably mostly time and money.
0: That's fair. And I guess, I guess if you had, you know, a, the relationship where it's kind of like a competition, I guess, you could basically have a conversation like, this is where I'm going to be. This is what we're comfortable spending on this project. And then having a serious conversation like, okay, I've met this limit that we set. We need to revisit it. You know, the car needs new muffler bearings, AKA turbos. Like what, what can we do to add some money to the budget for this project? And, and instead of just showing up and there's two brand new turbos sitting on the front porch, like, that might have a, a negative impact on the relationship.
2: Well, see, she gets the, the, the positive sides of the gearhead stuff, too, because, you know, her van needs work. Mm-hmm. We fix the van. You know, I'll fix the van. The heater in the house goes out, pull up YouTube, and I've got a multimeter and, and a test light and, and all kind of stuff, you know, figuring out how to fix the heater. And, you know, your your Diag thought process from a car transfers over in your heater.
0: So you can get... get in your house. So you can get your, your girl stuff fixed.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I always, uh, you know, I've fixed the wa- both the washer and dryer multiple times. They probably should have died years ago.
0: They're still limping along. Still limping mm-hmm.
2: along. She was yep. just telling me, like, we need to get a new washer and dryer. I said, what? There's nothing wrong with this one. It's just fine. It needs yeah. a new
1: fancy paint job, honey. Mm.
2: So it, uh, I guess there's that benefit. Could you touch on the, uh, the, uh, always knowing, I guess like for me, maybe not all guys, but you know, you don't have to worry about where I'm at. Like I'm in the garage working on stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know I've got, you know, friends in college that are, you know, often married and they're, you know, some of them can be a little word of like. Oh, so and so's out with the guys tonight. Like, oh, and we're gonna see how drunk he comes home tonight, and this and that. Like, yeah, mine's in the garage. Mine's drunk too. He's just <laughs> he's in the garage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's definitely something like you know, it's more of a where is he at as far as like which part of the state is he because he's going to buy something type deal. Like, he's always going, always on marketplace always looking for the deal but i mean you always get the deals because you're always on there but i mean i wouldn't say i yeah
2: as always a, get the deals but
0: always looking for them anyway that's
2: right
1: yeah so I, as far as like worrying about what you're doing or anything like that like there's nothing of that because i know you're either working on it or you're inside researching it or watching videos about it
2: yeah it's uh I remember too, when she was staying home with the kids, you know, if I would sell a tractor, you know, you peel off a couple, Couple bills mm, off that mm-hmm. stack and give to her, and and that get yourself felt, something yeah. real nice. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Go buy groceries this week with cash, baby. Woo!
0: <laughs> get that minivan detailed. We Ooh. actually paid
2: the OB bill with cash <laughs> on
0: one of our kids. That's nice. <laughs>
2: they, sh- they looked at me like I was an alien when yeah. I went in there.
0: Like your pa- how? What? What is this green stuff? It, yeah, we can't take that.
2: Exactly. This isn't real.
0: So anyway. When I built my dart, you guys had the house on Henrietta Street.
2: Yes, we were just married.
0: And uh, I would come over after work every single day while Laren was in the house. What was your thoughts back then when this stupid fat kid from Mattoon (laughs) kept showing up?
2: I would literally eat dinner and then like maybe half-ass help clean up. And then I was out in the garage working on Sam's car or my car. You know, like when we first got married, like did you ever get tired of like did you ever get tired of me being out in the garage?
1: Um, I mean, I guess it was something you know, if I got bored in the house, like if I had watched every episode of whatever I was watching, like yeah, I would come out and like hang out with you guys. And I always, if I wasn't out there, I knew it was a either. I couldn't decide if it was a good night or a bad night. I hear you guys like hooping and hollering, <laughs> and I couldn't decide like, is that good? Or is that bad? And then I hear like an engine fire up. I'm like, okay, that's good.
2: That's that's a good. That's noise. a good
1: sign, I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you never really minded that we were working? No,
1: I mean, stuff. just because I knew. I mean, not to be like I'm like super overbearing or overprotective, like. But you were in the garage, like literally at the house. Yeah, you've so never it's not, had like, to
2: come drag me out of a bar.
1: That no. I have not. I have not done that. But I
2: remember after Sam's car was done, I was like, I've really neglected time with my wife. I told her, I said, from now on, you know, for the next week or two, I'll spend the evenings with you. We'll do whatever you want to do. So I remember we sat down after dinner, turned on TV, had an argument on what (laughs) we wanted to watch. (laughs) She looks over at me and she goes, don't you have work to do out in the garage? And I was like, yep. And I got up and... Our, our quality time in the evenings lasted about 10 minutes.
0: That sounds like me and my girlfriend. Every time I show up, she's like, what are you doing here? Don't you have something to do? The absence Aww.
2: makes the heart grow fond.
0: That's right. That's right. So then uh, when... So, Laren, you went to school for a vet tech.
1: Mm-hmm. Parkland.
0: And uh, then you got... I, I guess walk me through like the, the cliff notes of from... College to Henrietta to Altamont or Funkhouser. What, what's your address? You have an Effingham address. We're Effingham. We are Effingham. Okay. Effingham. This okay. side of
1: the road is Effingham. Um, well, I graduated in 2013 from Parkland with a I'm a certified vet tech, um, and I worked in the vet industry for five years. And uh, the last place I worked actually ended up closing down. So then I had, we were even debating on, as far as financially, if I should stay home with the kids. Anyway, we had Wyatt. I was pregnant with Emma. The place I worked closed down. So we are you know, thank goodness he was hustling on the tractors because that was making ends meet. Um, And then the fall of, no, spring of 2019, (coughs) 2019, I started, like every other housewife, a clothing boutique.
0: So you were doing your own kind of hustling.
1: I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do to make extra money. Well, like, we, we But did. I could stay at home with the kids. Yeah, because I have... I mean, Emma was born in November. I started in January 1 to do the clothing boutique, where I figured I could do a business model like one of the clothing boutiques that I was a part of and where, you know, comment, email, and size, and all that jazz. So I started something like that, thinking that I could hustle and... It was and, like
2: Facebook-based. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: But if anybody knows me i'm not like a super fashionista so it was it dwindled down pretty bad but i did do a couple of like the vendor shows and it's a lot of work to do a saturday sunday or friday saturday sunday it's a lot of prep from wednesday to sunday you can't just leave the product you know in a van folded up you have to hang them up Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work and i think i came home from like my first show and was like so excited made like I don't know, maybe $400. And I was like, whoa, this is awesome. And Dozer was just like, you made how much? I was like, I made this much. And he goes, you realize how much time you've put into that? And I was like, oh.
0: What's your hourly rate?
1: Yeah, you're probably right. That wasn't really uh, wasn't really that prosperous. So ended up shutting that down pretty fast. Because one date night, um, my mother-in-law took the kids and
2: we went on a date night. And well, you're, you're skipping ahead here. Hold on a second. Hold so, up. Well, the, a. The, the nice thing was we did Dave Ramsey, yep. uh, even though the people hate it. So we knew to the penny, or at least to the $5, what
0: it takes to run your what household. What it takes
2: to run the house. And, and when I was doing advertising, the promotional advertising sales, and when I had a good month, it was no problem. But if I had a down month, we were constantly three to $400 short. Okay. And that's when I started like hustling tractor parts. Uh, mostly like vintage garden tractors, you know, kind of found a niche thing and it would upset me when she would do boutique stuff because I would then be watching the kids and
0: you couldn't so be hustling. your tractor I, I stuff. couldn't
2: hustle tractor parts. So like I would give up a week of tractor parts so she could go make $250. And I was just like, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: I think there was maybe one show that I came home and I was like, woo, I made over like $2,000 or something. You're like, well, if that would happen every time, I will be okay watching the kids, but you making three hundred dollars a weekend is not cutting it.
2: Sure. Right. So then then proceed to our I think it was our anniversary.
1: It might have been, I yeah, think it was so. Two
2: thousand and nineteen. I yeah. think we
1: went to like Fridays or something. It was it was super famous.
2: What? No it wasn't. You went to
0: Neemergs on your anniversary? Yeah. Wow. Typical Effingham
2: people. Um, Tell
0: me you're from Effingham without jumping.
2: We, we sat in the dining room, not the coffee shop. The Ooh. salad bar side. Super okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: That, one extra That's for point.
2: Special occasions. But sure.
1: He, he, uh, he presented you know basically like hey, and I was kind of on the out of it anyway, and
2: she's like, what can I do to make more money?
1: And you said we're gonna buy a CNC plasma table, and I said, what is a CNC plasma table?
2: So
0: I remember being in a text message conversation. With you and Bossman, I don't know who else was in it, but we were. It was a couple of weeks we were going back and forth trying to find a new side hustle for Laren.
2: Really, Bossman, yeah. I kind of remember that. A little because
0: bit. I I was on Team Laser, and mm-hmm. and well, yeah. So I I don't even know, but I think Cody and I were both on Team Laser, and then. You were on the promotional product side of things, doing your promotional product stuff, and my thought was the laser could help Jedco,
2: like a laser engraver, not a laser. Yeah, metal that's cut. what. I...
3: Okay, yeah, that's what yeah. I, sorry, laser yeah, engraver. Yeah, there's yes. different. There's yeah, the CNC plasma sorry. laser. Yes. Goals.
0: Okay. So anyway,
2: did you just say plasma laser? That's
1: there's a CNC plasma, but it's a laser cutter, not a plasma.
0: Anyway. Cutter. Anyway. So. Anyway. Can. Continue with the Borafil. What uh, what was the numerous conversation?
2: So you we actually missed, You actually did social media for companies before the clothing oh, boutique.
1: Yeah, like everybody uh, else and their cousin.
2: So when we wanted to buy our house out in the country, we couldn't afford it. Once again, we were on Dave, and she was actually working at that time. And she really wanted the house we were in now. Really wanted it. I remember some Parmesan cheese got thrown <laughs> over it. So true. So I, I I just you just show her the budget. You're like, where's the money coming from? And at that time, Laren, which this should probably be on the hustle episode, but at that time, Laren, when she got done with dinner, she watched TV till nine o'clock and went to bed. Okay. You know, I was out in the garage welding and fabbing.
0: Doing your hustling.
2: Yeah. She was just like, I'm done with work for the day. This is my time. I'm decompressing. Whatever. So.
1: I invested a lot in that job that I was at, though. I had a lot of emotional and mental.
2: Yeah, you, you worked in hard, that, like,
1: in that job. more
2: often than not didn't get lunch, mm-hmm. and showed up, first one there, last one to leave, type deal.
1: Shout out to my CVTs.
2: But, uh, so, she was wanting money for a new house, so she started doing people's social media, like, older business. older business owners who knew they needed to be on Facebook, but didn't want to mess with it, would pay her in, an outrageously low rate, because we <laughs> didn't know how to price things. Yep. And she would do that. Well, that all come to an end when we moved out to the country, and had we no had no internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember she would hotspot on her phone and drive to the overpass on the interstate and sit on the overpass for hours trying to do social media and stuff. And finally, were like this isn't working. Mm-hmm. So that's when the clothing boutique came. And then we jump forward to her anniversary, and she's you know working all week to do a show to make two hundred dollars. And and that's like gross. That's not like even that's not net. Right. You know, you still got to take expenses out of that. So she was like, what can I do to make more money? And it just like clicked. I was like, let's get a CNC plasma table because you had, you had some graphic arts Mm -hmm. experience a little bit for that. You want to? Yeah.
1: I mean, I had done social media posts for, for vet tech er, or the veterinary clinics and obviously the social media business that I ran. Um, so you, I had an idea of...
2: What about air stamping was that? Or?
1: That was that was a, my first, I guess, big girl job after high school. I used uh, Photoshop with that one. So I guess I've always had kind of a graphics background. Not just like... I've never had a job title that had graphics in it, if that makes sense. It's always just a secondary, third thing that I just a skill by set. chance... Yeah, just okay. by chance had, had that and did it at businesses. Well,
2: I must have missed... Understood the amount of graphic experience you had. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, <laughs>
3: because, <laughs> we just be winging it because up in like this she's bitch. got this.
2: She knows graphic arts, and I remember you learning Inkscape. And she's so competitive. Like when she'd run across the problem, she's just like, "I'm gonna get this."
1: It was yeah. It was my, it's. But at that point, that was my like gearhead. Like I've, I I want to do this as far as the graphics goes, and I don't know how to do this. So then you go on YouTube, you watch all kinds of stuff, and you're like. <gasps> That's what I need to do. That's exactly it. That's how I fix this.
2: Didn't take no for an answer. Yeah. So we, we bought a hobby grade table um, that like bolted together like all the nose of CNC plasma. And it, we, the guy basically was out of business after he got our money. And somehow through the grace of God, I talked the guy into giving us like the last table he made. Okay. And we got that. Got it going. No, We ordered it. The next, like, our anniversary is the 29th of June. And by July 3rd, we had a table ordered. Okay. And
0: our...
1: I was deadly afraid because I'm like, you're going to invest how much in this table? It's like, again, women have, like, super low entry-level hobbies. And he was, like, willing and able to...
2: Yeah, it was, like, Mm $6,800 is what we did. And she was just like... While you were
0: broke... Yes. Yeah. 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 And
1: that's why it was, was even mm-hmm. more weird. I was like, Oh my gosh, we're gonna spend all this money on this one little thing and hope it takes off. Well, it took off.
0: You're wearing your Peace Lily I Metalworks am. hoodie right now. I am. So well, fast. Yeah. Fast forward. Fast the,
2: forward. We ordered it in June. It was supposed to be like a ten week lead time. We finally got it.
1: October, I think.
2: We got it October, but we didn't get the plasma cutter till November. Yeah. I think our so, first
1: one's like November 9th. We, started cutting we, we bought the reason. table
2: and the cutter from the guy. We got the table, did not get the cutter. I finally talked him into giving us a used cutter. Because
0: he was using your cutter to make tables, I thought. Something or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So
2: I read the book. That's when I started getting into business books, too. Yeah. So I read the book, um, Never Split the Difference. And it's by an FBI negotiator. Okay. And I literally, like, that book was fresh in my mind. And, like, I negotiated this guy and it giving me <laughs> the plasma cutter that he was using to run his business. <laughs> so. So,
0: so the whole idea behind it was making custom metal artwork, right? I mean, yes. what, 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 that was, like, the game plan.
1: I think the game plan my dozer was I need some race car parts. So let's buy this thing. And on the side, I'll do race car parts. And my wife can do her cute decorations. That was stuff. kind of the
2: idea.
0: Mm-hmm. And, it, and it worked. So you ran that business on, like, what, Facebook and Etsy then? Or? Uh,
1: mostly on the first season. So we got in just at the right time. So we started in November of 19, and we paid for the table in sales by yeah, the end by of the Chris, year. By
2: the end of that year, the table for, was paid for.
1: Yeah. Just, and that was just putting Facebook posts up, family, friends, like word of mouth, basically.
2: Mm-hmm. So then... That next year, the almighty COVID hits, mm-hmm. and once again, through the grace of God, we get hooked up with a local company that was that imports like furniture, like, okay, uh, like kitchen furniture and stuff, like kitchen kitchen tables and food prep and and
1: uh, a
2: lot of stainless steel stuff. A lot of stainless steel stuff, and they had they ordered hand sanitizer dispenser holders from overseas but with covid going on it's like maybe maybe not so they decided to start producing them they had a ton of backsplashes for like industrial sinks Mm -hmm. that they couldn't sell so they brought them to us and they're like cut hand sanitizer dispensers out of these and i i remember we were you know, locked down. We were sheltering in place. Sure, yeah. It was Wednesday morning in her pajamas. I'd probably had my first whiskey and coke about ten o'clock. <laughs> nice. And the phone rings, and Lauren's like, "Yeah, I don't know this. I don't know this phone number. I'm not picking up." I was like, "You have to pick up. Your cell phone is your business phone." Oh, okay. So she picks up, and she's just like, "Oh, oh, oh um, um, I, oh." Let me get you to the fabrication department. (laughs) So she. No, I
1: didn't say that. I should have said that.
2: Something like that. So you better talk to my husband. So I pick up the phone and they're like, yeah, we need thousands of parts.
1: Yeah, we need our first. Our first is going to be like uh, a thousand pieces. Could possibly be, could continue. And I was like, oh, oh man, this this is big. This is bigly. This could be something like, I'm just the decorative person. Like you want... These little parts cut for what? Like,
2: so I'm trying to think when that was. That was Mayish, I think May. Uh,
1: yeah, I think it May. May
2: May of COVID, and it took off from there. And we worked seven days a week, 14 hours a day, from May to August.
1: Like, how to get Cutting the kids? How to get the kids? Babysitters. Yes, yeah, so my we, parents my, helped out. My it stay-at-home hustle. mom,
2: wife. We had to hire a babysitter, so we, we would hire my... For her side hustle. Yeah, we yeah. would hire my cousin's kids. They were... 14. Ma- 14, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. And we'd give them 20 bucks a day. Okay. So, Which they love,
1: cash, every yes. day.
2: And uh, they would. we would have to go get them. They didn't have a driver's license, so we'd get up in the morning, go to town, because we lived out in the country, we'd go to town, get one of the kids. They switched depending on who had baseball that day sure, or, or yeah. whatever. Or cheer. Uh, they're in a lot of sports and extracurricular activities and we'd bring them out and you know, they didn't change diapers. They didn't feed them. We still fed them, changed diapers, but basically like you, you know, they played with them, played with the kids while we worked and like, just
1: make sure they don't kill themselves. Like,
2: and that, that set us over the edge. And at one point, so this table is a hobby grade table and it is absolutely not, Set up for what you guys are To run 14 hours a day.
1: Not a production
2: table at all. At at one point, the power supply that converts the 110 AC to 24 volt DC caught on fire.
0: Jesus.
2: And I knew a guy who had the same table as mine and his caught on fire. And he got a replacement. And then he also bought a a spare. Mm -hmm. So I called him. I was like, dude,
0: need it today. Like,
2: they weren't in stock anywhere, you know, COVID stuff. I was like, I, I need this. So I drove three hours one way to get a $20 power supply. Yeah. You know, Chinese power supply. And we just kept going, and we ended up ordering our, our shop saber, you know, industrial-grade table. Four by eight instead of a four by four. And it just kept going from there.
1: Yeah.
2: So... You know, every guy dreams they see the, the girl on Instagram that can weld and CNC cut metal and, and all that. And, and I'm happy to report that I'm married to one of those. So.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's too nice of you. But no, I can weld. I can powder coat. I can...
2: Oh, yes. The powder coating is the cool part.
1: Yeah. we So, uh, we used to sell the signs just bare metal, which is like super basic. You know, eventually over time they would rust. So, we used to drive what 45 minutes one way to get them powder coated which I was like what's this powder coat stuff that looks super fancy like I could never do that well then we made a business decision to bring powder coat in-house just a smaller oven to do my smaller you know maybe a four foot sign um and just basically learn how to do that had kind of again the hobby grade well it's probably middle of the road grade powder coat gun and I mean that was a good business decision to bring that in 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 house and stuff and then was it
2: it was never intended for, for the powder coat to be Laren's thing. But, like, as we got to doing it, she's like, no, no, no. Like, my attention to detail is not that yeah. great when it comes to he finish would, work.
1: Yeah, you just kind of slap it on, and that's fine. Where I can, you know, as far as I kinda the... I kind of got
2: fired from it.
1: Yeah, as far as the finesse of powder coating and the attention to detail and, like, watching how the powder flows out and stuff, like, you understand why the powder coat powder coating gun does what it does where i watch as far as the how it's laid and like my ideas how i see projects coming into my mind and how they should end up is not she's his. a lot more
2: artistic about it yeah. sure
0: yeah, yeah yeah so it's like it's like anything though like if your significant other gives you a task that you don't want to do, if you do it really shitty, they won't yeah. you ask you to do it anymore.
1: I will say you have one feather in your cap with the Jeep part that you powder coated gloss yeah. red.
2: I built my own lower control arms for my red Jeep. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'll powder coat them later. And I was like, no, I want to do it now. So I powder coated it and in gloss colors are really hard to do good. Mm-hmm. And somehow by the grace of God, they turned out immaculate and she was like offended by it. Like, I know. Oh, I was this, is th- yeah. this is my thing. This is my thing. You're stealing dare you my be thing. Good at this.
1: <laughs> but he tried, he has tried since and he's not very good at it. Oh,
0: but. Well,
2: I don't get much practice.
1: Yeah. That's
0: mine. So, yeah. And then, so that evolved into when you moved into town and made it your full-time gig.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I was full-time sending kids to the babysitter like drop him off at the sitter, come back home. Dozer would go work at JEDCO, and then um, I would be at home. You know, if I had some type of troubleshooting I need, I would call him. As far as the new table, because uh, we since we had upgraded, and uh, yeah, and then when was it? Spring of twenty one.
2: Yeah, spring, spring of, of twenty one. was moved when we came back from town. Koh the first time, I quit. Uh, the family business with my dad, and we went metalwork full time, and that was kind of scary and crazy, and yeah, but and then
0: uh, fast forward to this summer.
2: Oh, jeez. yeah, mm-hmm. a, a year later, we ended up going back to Jetco unexpectedly and taking that over. And we're like, we'll run the metal shop and JEDCO at the same time. And we got spread really thin, really quick. Our our kids (laughs) ate supper with us in the shop more often than we did at a dinner table.
1: Yeah, lots of late nights and
2: early mornings and
1: weekends. Yeah, they do say that they miss eating at JEDCO or eating at the shop. And we drive by the shop almost every day. And the kids are like, oh, look, the metal shop, the shop, there's an old shop and kind of makes me sad that we're not there anymore because we have since moved at home since jobs have kind of switched up but i mean we're still doing it and we're still making do with
2: yeah we are still definitely doing metal work back. at home it's scaled back but we're still doing quite a bit and so it's the,
0: it's kind of scaled back to like the more decorative stuff right so you're still doing yeah. like signs and, and things of that nature okay. yeah i'd
1: say i'm definitely a little bit more choosy on the on the projects that i have and kind of just gauging my bandwidth between the two businesses and having kids and trying to keep um the house in order and food in the fridge and
2: yeah and i've basically got three customers i do stuff for like brackets and and stuff like that production type work
1: yeah he does more the production side mine's a little bit more of hey i need this for a wedding gift like i'm your girl i gotcha
2: fair enough so i'm i'm I thought I was the only guy with a 63 ton NC press break, programmable press break in my garage, but turns out there's a lot of people. Okay. Once you get on those press break Facebook pages, people are dragging press breaks into their home garages all the time.
0: It's, it's incredible how small social media makes the world.
2: No mm-hmm. doubt.
0: Because I mean, and it's on any topic, any topic at all, because nobody in Effingham, not a single person in Effingham cares anything about King of the Hammers. Nobody. Nobody knows what it is. And, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, if you didn't read about it in a magazine, you didn't know about it. Right. Well, well, now there's entire communities online that are, that's all they talk about is King of the Hammers. And it's the same thing with your press breaks and...
2: My vintage garden tractors.
0: And yeah, your your garden tractors, my dad's motorcycle, nobody in the, nobody in that I'd ever talked to and even knew about the type of front end suspension that that motorcycle had. There's a Facebook group dedicated to just that brand and style of front end. That's cool. And it's just like all the information you could ever need at your fingertips. So
2: so everybody drooling over, like, Lacey Blair on Instagram, I'm I'm married to one. A skinnier oh. version. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would say a skinnier true. version of Lacey Blair. Mm-hmm. That's very nice of you.
0: I've never met Lacey Blair, but I, I just... You have watched her TikToks. I have. I've seen her TikToks, and I, I just feel like she wouldn't be nearly as fun to hang out with. Hey. So.
1: I mean, thank you, Sam. That was very nice. I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> Laren, would you say you're Dollar General, Lacey Blair? dot <laughs> uh. <laughs> Wish.com. <laughs>
1: I like Dollar General like in a nice town not just like in a podunk town in the middle of nowhere like I'm a like,
0: nice one like, like a like a brand new not, yeah not, not not the family video Dollar General
2: either
1: like the ones that carry produce yeah they have those now uh-huh. and that, okay. I'm that upgrade
2: so
0: that's fair that's fair okay yeah that's
2: pretty cool and it's uh, the the funny part was how weird her dad was about it mm, about yeah. metalwork he never her, said it to me but. her welding And getting dirty, you know, she'd put on a a welder's cap and overalls, and she's out there welding stuff and powder coating and sanding. And her dad never really liked that. Wonder why. I just. -hmm.
1: But then he like like he's he made a comment to you I think about me whenever I'm at jedco I'm like business casual, like dressed up. It's nice to
2: see her dressed up. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Maybe that's a. I worked because my dad used to service dairy parlors. Like maybe he's like I didn't work this hard for you to get dirty. Like, but dad, I'm making pretty decent money, I and I really like what I'm I said something to your mom doing.
2: about it, and she's like, you'll understand one day. And I was like, I, I don't still know what waiting. that means. Yeah, still waiting. Still don't so, know. Yeah. I think they come from a generation where an office job was, you know, the ultimate. desired yeah. and the ultimate, and you didn't have to wet sweat and stuff. and and.
1: But I'm 50% <laughs> of my dad who worked in dairy parlors and on cars, so, like, that's in me.
2: And, yeah, and
0: and and I, again never been a dad but growing up that was you know all i ever heard was need to go to school and get you an education so you don't have to work this hard you know because my dad worked his freaking hands to the bone still does and you know that generation was brought up to believe you go get a fancy some fancy schooling and mm-hmm. go to work at an office and get you a nice uh-huh. salary and a nice 401k and live the proverbial american dream and it's not not for everybody
2: and Laren's grandpa they always talk he he could look at something and tell you right away uh, if that's level that's not that's not level that's square unsquare and Laren's the same way i would i would put her eye up against a competition to a square and a level all day dang that's very it, nice of pretty impressive honey. Cause she'll look at some, she's like, that's not level. I'm like, yeah, that looks pretty close. And you put a level on it, and it's not level. I was like, oh, okay. You got the old Yeah, you know, she'll, she'll, she'll hold something and tack it. And like, you're going to square that up? She puts a square on it? Square.
0: Just got the talent. Got the gift.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: I guess. So it's pretty nice. I'm not very good at the computer side. I can draw a bracket or something like that, but... She, she helps me and like Jason and Cody out a lot when I'm like, Hey, this is what I want to cut. I can't figure out how to draw this. Just just make it happen. Just just make it happen. Well, it's usually turns into, can you show me how to do this? And then like, I don't use the right hotkey button. She's just like, (laughs) get out of the way.
0: So, yeah. so we did the, we did the door with your laser pointer deal. Mm-hmm. Didn't you like, you like saved it and then you took it to learn like, here, just get this going for me or whatever. It yeah, I, like,
2: yeah. I mean, it, that worked out pretty good. I've never done one since. But really? Damn. We still got the technology if we need to. We have the technology. We'll
1: wrap it back up one of these days. Yeah.
2: And I bought a uh, engraver for our table so I can like engrave part numbers and stuff. I'll never use that either. Mm-hmm. Have you
0: used your sander
2: yet? Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. i have a picture of the last sign that i was allegedly hand sanding grinding by my you know with our wireless snap-on tools and uh i've since had to hand sand some stuff because it's either too big to go through because it's only 37 inches so obviously a 48 inch sign won't go through that so i still have to get my hands dirty as far as sanding but it's well worth every
2: penny so let's talk about tools i guess while we're here because we have the tool man on here and we bought a ton of tools okay um like what are you you know you see me buying all these tools but unlike a lot of guys's situations my wife actually uses the tools so do you like did you notice when we started buying like nicer stuff we're like oh this is nice mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's a lot to say about having tools for the job because whenever you don't have the right tools for the right job, I mean, it makes the job ten times harder and it takes ten times longer. So, like, old Sammy D would just roll up in his big old truck and be like, I have this problem. What can you get me for to help me with this problem? And, boom, yeah, I got, like, 17 of those. What size do you want?
2: Like, well, What's your favorite part about Sam showing up to the shop?
1: Uh, well, at the old shop... In town, he used to <laughs> honk at me with his big old horn. I'm like, Sam's here! <laughs> oh, that horn. <laughs> Every time, every single time, became a
0: tradition. Me. Yeah,
1: and most times I'd like, be in the powder coat room. I'm like, Oh, what? Are we getting a delivery or what's going on here? And he'd be like, Oh, no, that's Friday. That's Sam. And then I get on the Snap-on truck and I would take all of the soap.
0: All
3: of the everyone,
1: soap. <laughs> uh, he's like, He's not a tool dealer for me. He is a soap dealer. Yep. That pumice. Oh yeah.
0: Between the orange pumice and the yes. uh, and the Dura Scrub bars?
1: Yep.
2: Fair enough. So what's your favorite cordless Milwaukee tool that we have? <sighs> or maybe one that we don't have, I guess. Like, what's what's We've got a couple. What like, changed your life?
1: Changed my life? I mean, the Orbital Sander was nice not to have, you know...
2: Not to have it plugged in. At the old the shop,
1: it was fine because I had those plugs you know the electrical outlets to have one but where we're at now like you know back at the shop at the house like it's nice to be able to take it out or you know not have to be close to a plug-in if i'm doing a big sign on the floor because it's a five foot sign or six foot sign like that's nice to have all those wireless ones and just to switch out batteries like super fast
2: i think they're cordless
0: cordless (laughs) that's yeah what's yours dozer
2: I I think the grinders is a big one because when you're CNC plasma cutting signs, you switch back and forth between a wire wheel and a flap disc. Mm -hmm. And we would have two grinders. Instead of changing wheels, you just have two grinders. Mm -hmm. So you would always, depending on how you set one down and picked it up, your cords are always tangled. Mm -hmm. And then when we bought the cordless The cordless. I was just like this is amazing yeah so it was it was awesome and the sander didn't really change my life as much because I didn't do the powder coat and all that it was nice it was cheap enough I think they're like 80 bucks and we we started our, our cordless tool adventure with a drill because we were buying black and decker drills mm-hmm. and with the metal dust they would last three weeks
1: they would catch on fire
2: yeah, and I was just like, "Sam, I am tired of buying a $100 drill every 3 weeks. Like, hook me up." And, and I did. Been It's just the been, rest a slip, of the history. been a slippery slope oh, though. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, I would say 100% as a parent, my favorite cordless Milwaukee tool I own is the vacuum cleaner.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, I would Yeah.
2: I would throw mm-hmm. the angle grinders and the impact gun and everything In a ditch before I gave up the vacuum cleaner.
1: See, because we don't have the nice enough van that has a vacuum built in. Like, so we now have a
2: portable one. You don't know how many Cheerios and Fruit Loops (laughs) that thing has sucked up. Oh, yeah. So, you initially got that, though, for powder coat. And we've never Mm -hmm. sucked up one iota of powder coat with it. No.
1: I mean, maybe some leftover here and there, but I had a, you know, your typical, like, smaller shop vac that I would have different attachments to, like, do the detail. So, obviously now... With the business being scaled back, I don't do near as much of sure. the advanced powder coat um, jobs and stuff like the multi multiple colors and different um, layers and stuff like that. But yeah, that's what that what is what the intention was for because it had lots yeah, of different attachments. Yeah, and we never ever used
2: it for that. But man, <laughs> for, we, cleaning for cleaning up the mini for cleaning up the mini, it is sweet. Or we bring it tracker. in like when we we redid our ba- or our uh, bathroom bathroom, you know the car the the uh, handyman was like, do you have a vacuum? I'm like, sure. I brought it in. He's like, this is not, he went and bought one. <laughs> nice. Yes. Not for
0: me, but yeah. Hey.
2: And, uh, it, that is probably the one I put the most, well, I mean, we use the grinders a lot, but I mean, you can replace, you know, that with a plug-in for the most part, but I love that vacuum cleaner.
0: Nice. So how does that translate for everyone else that doesn't own a powder coat and plasma cutting business? as far as the right tool for the job, you know, if a guy's going out in the garage and his, his wife or girlfriend is already maybe not super thrilled that he spent X number of thousands of dollars on the project and buys this and buys this and buys this. Um, Nate Frederick was telling me at the dinner at Randy's how, and his wife, Marcy, bless her heart. She was like just nodding in agreement, but he says, I don't borrow tools. You know, if, if I need to put ball joints in something, I'm just going to buy a ball joint press. He said, I have a whole wall full of tools that I may never even use again, but I needed the tool to do the job. So I bought the tool. So I guess when I used to come to the Henrietta street house in my tool truck and dozer would buy, you know, hammers, ratchets and stuff like what were your thoughts then? Like you spent how much on a, on a screwdriver? ratchet or a screwdriver? Yeah. What What was your thoughts Then
1: Um. would say would say I had a, a lot more lot of the scarcity of of like, what is of screwdriver or this hammer or whatever tool it was? What is this going to do so much specialer than, you know, a Walmart brand one, like, but now I understand, you know, having the right tool, and that is something that just cuts down his frustration and his time in the garage, is having the right tool.
2: I know what the selling point for me was when, um, you have those giant oversized tools. <laughs> okay. And you can like, you're like, see the teeth, and they're fine, and it wedges in here, and then like, see, feel this, and you're like, oh man, like, if I get in a tight spot, this ratchet. I can actually get some movement on it. Mm-hmm. And then the, my, at the time, my favorite tool I ever bought for me was the 40 ounce dead blow hammer.
0: Yep. Yep.
2: And I, to this day, man, we use the, it, it doesn't, I always tell people it doesn't even have a spot in my toolbox because it doesn't get put up.
0: Yep. That's how much
2: it gets used. Isn't that the green one? Yeah.
0: So FYI, we have a 56-ouncer now. (laughs) What? Yeah. It's a monster.
1: Keep it away from the kids,
2: everybody. It's almost a two-hander. I love the uh, air hammer has been big, even in the plasma cutting metal, because when you do, like I cut some one inch for the welding shop, Okay. and instead of grinding the slag off, you just take the air hammer with a chisel and just air hammer it off. No drama, no sparks. Hmm. Uh, okay. I, I use it to clean the table, like the bottom of the plasma table when it gets all nasty, air hammer that out. So I like the air hammer. It, uh,
0: the ball joint press?
2: Yeah, I like my my uh, Ma- Made in America vice I got from you. Okay. That's nice. Mm,
1: yes, that was like, yeah. We had a, <laughs> an, like a hand-me-down one from somebody, and we bought that while we were in the shop in... Um, in town. And I was like, Oh, this has got what?
2: I know. It took us like three months to pay that vice. <laughs> off.
1: That's right. It was worth it.
2: About 50 bucks a week.
0: But still like, like you said, it's amazing that you can literally feel the difference mm-hmm. in quality. And you can't say that about a lot of things. And, and especially these days, like you can't go onto a car lot and feel the difference in quality between a Ford Explorer and a Lincoln Navigator. I mean, it may be a little bit shinier, but you can't physically feel the difference. And like, when you get a huge piece of iron like that in your hands, it's, it's a totally different experience when you can use something that is completely different from everything you ever used before. So.
2: Yeah. And that, I mean, like that vice, that'll be something my kids will probably get one day. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's going to stick around. And another thing is we talk about Dave Ramsey every now and again on here, like super against borrowing money. But it was, and I always thought people, you know, got a big tool truck bill or idiots, but it was nice to be able to buy something from Sam when, you know, your business is young and you can barely make ends meet. And you know, it's 50 bucks a week or 20 bucks a week, whatever it is, and you can use it to make money and it'll pay for itself.
0: Especially when it's, Free financing too.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, like whenever the capital's not there, that's a good option to be able to it get your jobs done well, efficiently. Like,
2: we could have probably paid for a lot of that stuff, but it was nice to be able to spread it out over ten weeks and,
1: well, and you get not that big, short ourselves. Right. Get that big job done, get the payment, and then oh well next week we'll double our payment to I think
0: sandwich. I think several times Dozer was like, How much do you want this week? And I'm like, I don't know. And he'll be like, How about a hundred bucks? I'm like, How about fifty? <laughs> I don't, I don't want you paying this balance down too quick. Yeah, because I mean, then
2: you quit showing up. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: nope, you but gotta have my soap. It's in your best interest to, <laughs> yeah, to keep uh, owing me money.
2: I, my favorite part about Sam, and I finally just gave in, is he would be like, I got this tool. I was like, Oh man. Once I get my bill paid down, like, remind me to buy that. Put that on my want list. You're like, just take it now and pay me later. like, oh, damn it. Just take it. Just take it. I got a jumper pack like that, which I use all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I need a new jumper pack one day. You know, remind me to buy this in a month. Well, I got you you your first
0: one for a wedding present.
2: Yes, you did. And I used that. I don't know what happened. I think it quit charging or something. In that
1: white Chevy truck. I was pregnant with Emma or Wyatt. And it left me at... I think I parked at like dollar Dollar tree Tree. or something. And I was like, giantly pregnant and you had to like hit it some way. I don't know, but he, um, there was a really nice older gentleman next to me. who goes, Oh, do you need help? I was like, yeah, I guess so. And I was like, He goes, you need me to jump in? I was like, nope, my husband's got this awesome pack in here. (laughs) Oh, okay. And the nice man put it all together. I was like, and he just started up. I was like, I think the battery
2: cables were loose on it or something, but it was a ragged out K2500. (laughs) I love that truck. With barbed wire pins. i would buy it back today. Trash.
0: Trash. Trash.
2: So, the funny part of it is She backed into it the lawnmower And caved the driver's <laughs> door in I was not even mad <laughs> Gives it character My buddy Nate says if you have to wash your vehicle You're driving too much car <laughs> is, He's not
0: wrong I, I don't think I've ever washed my red jeep Ever
2: <laughs> oh, There's just a level of Happiness that comes with not stressing over Your lo- wife backing in your vehicle The lawnmower
0: Yeah Emma Emma, yeah. did you hear about Emma? She backed into a tree with her brand, not brand new, but her new to her Grand Cherokee. I
2: did not know that.
0: Yep, caved in the rear quarter and the taillight. It's its a whole thing.
2: Can't have nothing nice. And
0: then Bo took the the JK out wheeling they were gone or something. And Bo just goes Moe docking through the woods, tears up the front fender and the windshield frame and rips the mirror off. Oh, man. <laughs> and they come home. They walk the garage and see it all tore up. Bo's watching TV in his room. Randy goes in there and he's like, so, and Bo goes, I've already got a mirror (laughs) ordered, but it was awesome. We did this and we, and it's just like, instead of being ashamed of tearing up his mom's Jeep, he's like,
2: we went wheeling. Could you imagine if your dad had a Jeep, a turbocharged Jeep on tons with forties when you were in high school? Could you imagine that?
0: Uh, Oh, uh, I don't even know what I would do.
2: <laughs> I maybe had a little bit of that. My dad had his YJ on 37s when I was a senior. And man, between my brother and I, we drove the wheels off that thing. Yeah. I mean, we, we drove it like crazy. Hmm. And that, that was when I had a four-cylinder. And then when I was in college, my dad called. He's like, yep, motor blew up in the Jeep. We're going to have to do a V8 swap. So like from college, I like order all the parts. You know, with my dad's credit card, like Mm -hmm. get a 5.3. We bought a 5.3 with 90K on it from the Y yard for 300 bucks.
0: That was back in the day when you could.
2: Yeah. They had 13 in stock, I remember.
0: I can remember driving that from your house to your Uncle Roger's. And there's that big hill south of Sigal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, <laughs> and you'd have to downshift into like third gear to get to the top
2: yes. on the other
3: side.
2: <laughs> well, so I got home and all the parts are ordered. And come to find out, the motor did not blow up in the Jeep. The Dana 35 blew up in it. Mm. So then we had to do a 8-8 Explorer swap.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And... So we had to convince, you know, I explained to my mother that not only did we need a V8 swap, we also had to axle swap it. (laughs) She's like, I thought the motor was bad. Like, well, it wasn't, but so you don't need to do the V8 swap? Like, we're still going to do that. Yeah, we got all the
0: parts. I mean, we we might as well.
2: But uh, my dad's Jeep's decently built, really, for what it is, for street beating. It's got uh, WJ Knuckles and and dual piston brakes and Explorer rear end, so...
0: Are they still take it hunting and stuff. Or? Oh
2: yeah, he drives it like crazy in the summer.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. But
2: you'll always see him. We'll, or his hunting property is past our house, so you'll be going home, and here comes old Papaw Tom in his Jeep.
0: Does he stop by? Sometimes. I just figured you could hear him off Route Forty with the boggers.
2: It's not got boggers anymore. It's got those wheels, those like gangster wheels on it oh, now, with yes. like like the all trains. Yes, yes. So we That's need to, a shame. we need to get rid of those. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I see my wife looking at her watch. So.
0: About time to wrap this one up.
2: Oh, well, we get... you had enough your first podcast experience.
0: To rate rate on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being you'd rather set yourself on fire. <laughs> and 10, you can't wait to come back. Rate your experience tonight, please.
1: Um, I don't know, eight and a half. The next time nice. I come on, I will be coming back. There will nice. be a lot more...
2: Um, inebriated,
1: inebriation for me, okay. a lot more fun. If you ask my husband,
2: I'm
0: where I'm sauced. Nice.
2: <laughs> That's no doubt. We never did, uh, <laughs> what's new either for this one.
0: want to save it for the next time or what?
2: Well, it's, I don't know. So what, what are we at time-wise?
0: Hour 19.
2: Oh yeah, we can oh, save one it. One of those
1: hour long ones. You can say it and then put it at the front.
0: I don't, I don't know how to do that. <gasps> We're not that complicated oh, yet. God. So, anyway, oh, long guys. Long
2: story short, I picked up a drifter today. Mm, mm-hmm. And it's a whole story. A what drifter. Was his, what was a drifter. His name? his name was Frank.
0: Frank the Drifter. Yes. Where was he from?
2: Tennessee. Okay. So we might as well just tell him. Just it tell it, the story. One. Okay. So. Uh, Sam's very intrigued.
0: I want to know about Frank. Let's go. So, we
2: live out in the country, as I've said. Laren brought the kids uh, to school and the babysitter today and I was running behind her and I got all the way to the highway and I was like, I forgot my lunch. So I turned around, went back home, got my lunch, driving out of my driveway. I look over in the woods on my neighbor's property right next to my house and I see a red, something red in the woods and it's only like 10 foot off the road. And so I slam on the brakes back up. I'm like, that, that's a, that's a sleeping bag. I was like, there's somebody in that sleeping bag. okay. So the shoes are next to it. So I sit there for a little bit. I'm like, it's, I mean, it's cold out. It's, you know, 30 degrees. So
0: at what point did you, did the thought cross your mind that there might be a dead person in it? Yeah. Almost immediately. Okay.
2: So I was sitting there, I was like, is this cat dead? (laughs) And, And he must have just got there or something because... I didn't
1: see him. I didn't
2: didn't see him the couple times I drove by. And I was looking, and he raised his head up, and I was like, okay, he's good. So... (laughs) Not
1: dead yet. He's good.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) The carburetor's not froze up. Uh, So I put it in gear and start driving. I was like, there's this drifter dude at my house, essentially, and I'm not home for the day. I was like, I'm not really cool with this. Mm Mm-hmm. So I start driving, and I call the neighbor. Uh, my neighbor that lives at the end of my driveway. He's got a sign that says, Due to the cost rising cost of ammo, there will be no warning shots. And I was like, hey. He's a little crazy. This is a situation. And he's like, call the cops. <laughs> he's like, I'll load my guns. You call the cops. Like, <laughs> Jesus. And Ask I'm questions like, later. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I was driving. I was like, I just don't know if I want to call the cops on this guy. And... I get to the highway and Laren texts me, "Are you still home?" And, what is this about? So I call her. Surely she needs something. Yeah, I call her. Did you forget? Like, she's like, "Hey, I forgot." I'm P.O. for a uh, powder coat job. Um, forgot this. Uh, I need you to go home and get paperwork. I said, "Well, this is what I got going on." She's like, "Oh." I said, "I think I'm going to stop and talk to him." She's like, "No, you're not. Like, don't." And I was like, I was like, sh- I was like, I-, I don't know what to do. So I like drove, and I drove up. And time out. You, time
0: out. So it's almost it's almost a joke at this point <laughs> from the last episode. What do you, you bring? bring a gun. What do you bring when you're going to work?
2: A gun? Yeah. Did you forget your gun? At home? didn't have a gun. <laughs> Which <laughs> Wyatt, Wyatt? later, I was like, yeah, I gave the guy money, and Wyatt's like, did he buy a gun with it? And I was like, I, I doubt it, <laughs> but he should have. <laughs> anyway, so right. I drove back, and he was gone, and I'm like, oh, now we, now I don't know where he's at.
0: Even worse, sure.
2: Yes. Because uh, I had not been gone that long. And I got out, out of the car at my house, and the Blue Jays were squawking in the woods, like, behind my house. I'm like, oh, this dude's, like, getting closer to the house. Mm-hmm. So I take the keys out of everything, lock the house up, get back in the car, and drive to work. Call the neighbor. I'm like, he's not there anymore. Just keep an eye out. And the guy's like, okay, like, we'll shoot him in the face immediately. me. <laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> God made everybody, God put everybody on the planet. Sam Colt made him equal, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: that dude legit brings a gun everywhere. He does.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, we'll go talk to him on a summer day, and he'll get up from his swing in the front porch, and there's like two 1911s.
0: <laughs> he did not have a gun the day he rode his lawnmower over to your house.
2: You don't know that.
0: I guess you're right, I don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> anyway...
2: So I I drive down the lane and then on the other side of the interstate there's a frontage road too. So I go over and I I want I think he's in between the interstate. The interstate divides by our house. Yeah. And this is short story long. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to like get a beat on this guy to figure out where he's at. So I'm driving down the road looking across the interstate and I can't see him. Can't see him. I'm like, "Ah, where is this dude? look over he's standing in the road in front of me oh jesus so he kind of like gets off to the side of the road and like we make eye contact and i'm just like ugh.
0: now you like, gotta stop
2: yeah well like the when i went back to talk to him the first time and he was gone i was like oh i should have stopped the first time like you know what if that was jesus you know what i mean like, okay that was jesus in the woods and that was my chance and he's gone now so you know here's there's jesus in the road so i we make eye contact, like I can't, I can't not stop. So I rolled the window down and said, Hey fella, you know, it's pretty cold out here. You need to ride somewhere. Oh shoot. I can sure take a ride. So he gets in and he's probably in his sixties. Okay. And he's like, what towns up here? Green up. I was like, Oh, you're a long way from green up. I said, this is Effingham. Okay. Is there a truck stop in Effingham? I said, Oh yeah, there's several. Do you have a flavor you like? I'll <laughs> drop you off at one you want, you know? Yeah. Oh, just the first one we come to is fine. So we were driving. I was, where are you, where are you headed? I, I'm not headed anywhere. He said, I'm just out here. Okay. He said, I don't have nowhere to go. I'm just, just living out, just surviving basically. I said, okay. Where are you from? I'm from Tennessee. He said, I've made a, a lot of bad decisions in my life. Said, okay. He's like, I should have, I should have learned the Bible sooner. Said, okay. That sounds good. And he's kind of like getting choked up and. I was like, have, have you eaten anything lately? Oh, no, I'm not eating anything for a while. And I said, well, let, I'm going to go buy you some food. So we're driving to town, and he told me he went to, made it his, from Tennessee to Arizona, got out to Arizona, and decided he didn't like how windy it is. <laughs> okay. So he headed back this way. And... uh uh, I was one. to ask if he had kids or whatever. He told me, he's like, I was, we've got a Toyota rav four for work. He was in and he's like, Oh, that's, I like Toyotas. He said, I had a Toyota Tacoma and a Camry. I really like Toyota. So, okay. So, <laughs> cool I mean, story. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's obviously had some kind of life before he fell, you know, yeah. off, off the deep end. Sure. And he he <laughs> at one point. He told me. He's like, I'm not crazy. He said, oh, I'm a little crazy, but I'm not real crazy. Okay. He said, uh, you know walking all these miles and being by yourself kind of make a guy a little crazy I so i could understand that and he did mention something several times that he's scared a lot scared so, of what well i guess if you're sleeping in the woods you know i guess you don't it's kind of eerie don't have anybody to fall back on i suppose you're going to be scared i suppose okay but uh brought him into town got him a uh got him a breakfast sandwich from hardy's and and they're like, you want that small, medium, or large? I said, large. Oh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. So, oh, we're, you know, we're going to hook you up here. Mm-hmm. So, I tried to bring him to Catholic Charities to get him some clothes. He actually had a really nice camouflage jacket on. I'm okay. assuming somebody gave him. He had a really, really nice um, sleeping bag that, like, went into a book bag. Like, the book bag was made to hold the sleeping bag. Okay, yeah, yeah. Besides that, I don't think he had m- many possessions on him. But... uh he said, I'm I'm just getting tired, and, you know, this, this cold is this cold is killing me. Mm-hmm. So I tried to get him to go to uh, Catholic Charities. I was going to bring him to Catholic Charities and get him some fresh clothes or whatever they were going to give him. They probably had some money. Could probably put him up for a couple nights. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, 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 just bring me to a truck stop. Just bring me to a truck stop. And I, he did seem pretty interested where Catholic Charities was. I gave him directions, mm-hmm. and he said he was going to go there later, but he just really wanted to go to a truck stop, so wonder why. I uh, I told him I had $2. I said, I got $2 on me. I said, I don't really care. Oh, most people don't carry cash anymore. So I gave him $2. I said, hopefully this will get you a shower. And that, that was it. Hmm. So it was quite the morning. But he was like, well, when I offered to bring him a Catholic chair, you've done enough. You've done enough. And, you know, I was like, well, you know, it wasn't necessarily all altruistic or whatever that word is because i just wanted him out of my neighborhood right while i was at work but it did feel pretty good helping him out and oh it was nice to run into somebody nice i was thinking, yeah had a damn good thing you ran into me and not my, my neighbor, neighbor. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, well um, frank
0: one day we're gonna get if you a- if
2: you ever hear this frank
0: we're going to get you a podcast machine. You can listen Dude, to Dude,
2: I should have made him come to our podcast tonight. That would have been incredible. I did not incredible. even think about that. That
0: would have been incredible.
2: He can't be far from here. If you Maybe. Fi-
0: if you find him, if you find him on the way home, let me know. Okay. He, he can be a podcaster Dude, with that us. Dude, that would
2: have been awesome. You stay here. We've got a pod. Dude, he's probably like, a what?
0: A what? It's the radio on the internet.
2: The craziest thing is he didn't know what time it was. Ooh. And that kind of blew my mind. He goes, this is about 8 o'clock. I said, it's 836 and pointed to the clock in the car. Mm-hmm. I thought it was about 8 o'clock. Like, dude, you don't even have a way to tell time. And then after that, I was thinking, I was like, I should have told him it's going to rain the next couple of days because <laughs> he probably has no idea.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: So that was my experience.
0: Cool. That's a cool story. I don't have really anything new. I took my Razor to CW to get prepped for KOH
1: and...
2: Lauren was on her first podcast today. Second. second podcast. Sorry, second. second. podcast today. Oh,
0: sh- first cause,
1: non-business-like.
0: Because.
2: Even though we talked about business the whole time.
0: Yeah. Because you were on the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Very good. Absolutely I was.
2: So that's and, the name This being married to a car guy and giving drifters rides.
0: Yeah.
1: Ladypreneurs.
2: Ladypreneurs. <laughs>
1: I just made that up. I was going
0: to say, I, that's not a very flattering name. Google that. So. Uh, a
1: she-e-o. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: dang, girl.
1: Definitely use that from somewhere else.
0: Okay. Fair yeah, enough. This is dragging out. Well, anyway, we're going to call this one a night. So, everybody, thanks for listening. If uh, you have a question to add to our questionnaire, please reach out. Yeah. Um, if you are a CEO and would like to be on the podcast, reach out. We'll have you on and uh, email your questions to ask short at gmail.com or get us up on Facebook or any of the others and uh, have a good one, guys. We'll see you on the next one. See you
2: guys later. See ya.
3: Humping and thumping in time. The green light flashes. The flags go up churning and burning they yearn for the cup they deftly maneuver and muscle for rank fuel burning fast on an empty tank reckless and wild they pour through the turns their prowess is potent and secretly stern as they speed through the finish the flags go down the fans get up and they get out of town the arena is empty except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can the sun has gone down and the moon has come up and long ago somebody